Switch to internet connection, seeing if that'll help ease everything. Okay. For some reason in this house we have two. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, it happens, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I will go ahead and uh, also wouldn't be like a hangout or like show related, band related, if there wasn't technical difficulties. So. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah. Uh, it happened. Alright, so I'll go ahead and do my little intro and uh, bring you guys in. Wait, man. to another episode of beers with bands uh this time i'm down virtually hanging it out in st louis missouri with candy lion how's it going hey, hey, hey. What's up? uh first of all like i already said uh thank you again so much for being a part of this uh for people that don't know candy lion is a three-piece punk band out of st louis um we'll talk about them talk about their latest uh release um and uh, I guess the first place we should start here is if you want to go through and just say what your name is and what you do in the band. Sure. Uh, I, I'll start, I guess. I'm Brandon. I, uh, I sing and I play the guitar. Okay, I'll go next. I'll out, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Michelle and I play bass. I'm Nate and I play drums. Okay. Um, and then how did you guys, uh, we'll just start way at the beginning of Candy Lion. How did you yeah. three get together and form Candy Lion? Yeah. So, uh, initially it was, uh, Nate and I and another bass player. Uh, and what did we do? How long did we do that? Maybe a year, six months, something like that. Uh, probably a year. It was a year or more. A year or more. Okay. Uh, and then, um, yeah, then we, we, we got Michelle and Michelle and I had played band, uh, in band together for like, uh, the better part of 10 years. So it just made sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, we wanted to keep going after we lost our first basis and we were like, no, no way. Uh, we got to find us another basis. <laughs> Here we are. No, you three together uh, sound super good. Um, like I said, we're going to talk Thank about you. your guys' uh, debut release, uh, Bored to Death, here in a second. Um, but I guess one question I for sure have, and I'm sure a lot of people that uh, listen to you guys also have, is what is a candy lion and 
or what <laughs> or how did that happen um well that's a leftover from our first bass player i don't know really like i remember specifically okay it was actually uh really like studious or some shit because we were like all right you know this is like our third time playing together i think this is this this is cool so we need to to basically like consummate the, the marriage with the band name and the bassist was really excited to rummage out his old notebook i don't know if you remember this but oh, like yeah. filled with different band name ideas yeah. that he just like would write down over time and you know i don't remember any of the other ones but you know it's like uh no that doesn't work no that's kind of silly no that doesn't sound like the music and candy line because kind of like dandelion like a flower <laughs> but we're like we because we like candy or something but it really was just the best name out of a whole long list of randos that our previous bases came up with and then we, we figured out later there that uh there's like a famous uh, cosplayer who goes by Candy Lion. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if that was his thing, cosplay. <laughs> and if we ever run into like a, like a naming issue with that cosplayer, I'm fully prepared to rename the band Candily All. <laughs> Doubt uh, there's anyone just, out there. Just gotta tell the cosplayer that like wherever she goes or like where they go, you'll just be the backing band the entire time. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hold you guys on retainer. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> no, but that's Wish awesome. we had a better story about it, man. No, I mean, like, it's, it's still a decent story. <laughs> like, um, like, it's always interesting to see how people come up with their band names because, like, mm. I've had friends, you know, take them from... A lot of people take them from, like, their, their artists that they really love or... I've had it where kind of two bands became one, so they kind of just took, like, half of each other's names and put them together. Mm. And, like, it's always just interesting to see how everyone comes up with their own. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than, like, the name generators. Yeah. At least we were like, oh, we need, like, a C and an L in there. So <laughs> what random words have that? <laughs> was better than that. A band naming widget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I guess leading into, you guys formed Candy Lion, and then last, late last year, right November. I want to say November, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, you guys released your debut full length, Bored to Death. Um, what have been some of the responses that you guys have gotten so far? overwhelming <laughs> it's hard to keep up with all the inquiries yeah uh, um yeah you know it's hard to say like uh i mean pretty good you know like we haven't been able to play shows or anything so you know so that's kind of a bummer uh but yeah no we've been doing pretty well like uh and, and what people have said to us has been, been positive you know like we're definitely uh like a late 90s early 2000 like fat wreck or asian man type band you know yeah. and so the people like if you look at our spotify uh artist page like 
where it gives us the stats. Like, no one below the age of 24 listens to us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Which is to be expected, you know. Uh, That's a college young. That's young. Yeah, that'd be young. Yeah. That well, there's Windows, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's probably got to be 34. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but no, I think, like, if you're into that kind of stuff, like, uh you, you'll like what you hear, you know, and that's been what we've heard so far, you know, so, so. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned. My wife was really proud of the music video that we made. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, I was going to get into that um, here in a second, but yeah, like like I mentioned, it's a great, solid album. Um, like, everything's so catchy, so upbeat, like, I don't know how you can't not like it. <laughs> uh, like, cause, cause I've only listened to it fully, maybe like two or three times all the way through. And then just like, ever since I hit you guys up the first time I stuck it on my phone, it's just been in the normal shuffle, but like, I'm st- already finding myself just like singing along to the choruses super easily. Like it's just good stuff. Like That's awesome, dude. I, Appreciate can't, it, I can't go wrong with it. Yeah. No, we, I mean, I think we were definitely intentional of like, we just really want to write catchy tunes. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, like, if they're catchy, like, and they get stuck in your brain, then uh, you know you can't help but like it, right? Like, so uh, yeah, that that was definitely like, you know, I, we had we had uh, stuff that we had written that uh, earlier on that it didn't make the record and stuff, and that was usually kind of the deciding factor. It's just not catchy enough, you know, mm. <laughs> compared to everything else. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, that that was uh that was definitely something we were going for. It was like just quite really catchy choruses, you know, uh stay true to the you know, that kind of early pop punk formula and uh yeah, see what happens and here we yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> but like like uh you did mention I mean, obviously it's called Bored to Death and there's the the main uh single off of there and you guys did record a music video and for people that haven't checked it out yet, it's super well done also. And Thank it's you. just like that whole, granted that whole song is just like the epitome as to like, that's probably why no one under 24 listens to you is just because everyone <laughs> over 20, no, like everyone over 24 is like, Oh no, I can relate to the super hard. Like I have to like, I have to be an adult now. And like, yeah. it makes perfect sense. And like the, the video is just great. So Thank you, dude. it was really fun to make it. Yeah. The main the main guy who played who played the dad is like a local local celebrity because he uh, did this concert where they covered the song "Smooth" by what's the guy's name? Rob. Yeah, 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 yeah. They covered that song like what, like ten times in a row? Or the something. first time was like twelve, and the, the second time they did it, they did it twenty three times. And he got like covered by like Vice News and like, it's like it's, it's, so they rented out a venue just to do that yeah. to like get people and it sold out <laughs> and it just it always like really struck me as just the absolutely the most hilarious <laughs> and absurd undertaking and so it was a pleasure to work with him yeah. <laughs> Matt Basler. The funny thing about it is like uh, he's made original music his whole life. Uh, still does, and uh, he, he, you know, announces he's going to play smooth, uh, you know, a dozen times, and he sells out a venue for the first time in his life. <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
like it's, it's a little uh, frustrating from that standpoint, you know? Like, that's what it takes. I feel like it's such a command of the meta, that whole like, concept yeah. of just like layer upon layer of reference. Which, but it's, it's only one song. Uh, I don't know. And he's Larry. Uh, yeah. So we got, he was, he was the dad in the video. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we're, uh, we're all in our like mid 30s, you know? And thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mid to late 30s, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so in real life, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, we used to do wild shit, right? And now it's like, we don't. Because A, uh, we're grown up now, and B, like, it fucking hurts now, you know, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, yeah, you know, and, uh, yeah. Uh, I, like, I work a super corporate job, you know, uh, and I tell no one I work with about this shit, you know? <laughs> Keep it secret on the DL, you know? But, Dolo. Yeah. We used to call it a Dolo. Dolo. Yeah. That is so much more street. <laughs> you that now. I would. <laughs> Slang. Slang. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if anyone hasn't checked out uh, Born to Death, the the full length or the music video, definitely go check it out. Um, super well done. Super great entirety for it all. Um, Thank you. It's probably some other word I could use in there, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I don't know. Words are hard, you know? <laughs> they are, indeed. I think you're trying to say how the cinematography was just yeah. really <laughs> professional. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'll throw out there, like, so, um, you know, we recorded it ourselves, um, and then... Like, we don't know how to mix things. <laughs> yeah. We barely knew what to record. record. Yeah. Where, do you, like, point the microphone directly at the drum? No, like, no. no. Do you no. point it yeah. at the wall that the drum's going to sound off of or whatever? And it's, like, all confusing. But so we sent uh, we sent that to Jamie Wolford from the stereo, you know, which was actually a big influence on our sound, you know? And he made it sound awesome. So, like... Uh, it, it did not sound awesome before that. <laughs> so, like, he should get more credit in this than we do, you know? Uh, but, yeah, it, it was really cool. It was like, you know, here's this dude that, uh, you know, the stereo were a pretty influential band, you know, in their time, right? And, like, uh, yeah, so, and, and, again, that's kind of the world that, like, you know, we're trying to sound like. So, the, to hand it off to him to, like, finish it was freaking awesome, you know? And, he totally got it and uh, understood what we were going for, you know, which was trying to steal his shit. And he made it, you know, <laughs> like, he made a stereo record out of it. And we were super happy, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. It turned out like how it sounds in our head. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He's done records for like Smoking Popes, like Ultimate Fake Book. Uh, Gin Blossoms for some reason. Because <laughs> 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 they're... You know, why not? They're from Phoenix, like him. That's probably why, you know. But, like, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool to get to work with him, too, you know. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good time. Yeah, that's awesome. When you said uh, you recorded yourself, did you do it right there in this little practice space that's behind you or you're in? We did it uh, in Nate, the drummer's basement. We did drums there. We did – I did all the guitars in my bedroom for some reason. Uh, and then uh, – 
we did the base in my dining room. Um, and then I didn't build all this shit till after. Like literally, I'd never worked any kind of recording stuff before. Like none of us really had. And uh, then after we finished the record, it was like, oh, this is fun. I should go spend a ton of money on equipment, you know, which would have made more sense to have bought before the record. But, you know, that's how life works sometimes. And it may have made it less. Less go. Yeah. I, I feel like. <laughs> We wouldn't have been able to afford Jamie if I bought all this shit beforehand, you know. <laughs> I think I still owe. I it would have been this. <laughs> it's cool, man. Uh, yeah, so it would have sounded shittier, man, but stuff. But you know, it worked out. <laughs> uh, now that uh, the board to death, I guess, full length is kind of done here. What's what can people expect in the future? Are, are those songs that didn't make it on to the album going to be put on to something else soon, or are you guys already in the works for we doing are, anything? We forgot them completely. <laughs> We really don't. Uh, yeah, no, I think we're going. You know, well, the uh, so you know the next step for us is the uh, the physical vinyls coming out. Um, that was supposed to be here in January, but uh, COVID and shipping has you oh, know, yes. been a thing. Really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> so that'll be here uh, probably April. You know, uh, and so we've got what I don't know two or three so- new songs done now. We've probably got another three or four uh, ready to learn and. Uh, and then we'll probably work on an EP and put, you know, get that going. Uh, and hopefully shows, man. I, I miss shows so hard. Right. Like that was, uh, that was life, you know? So uh, hopefully that happens again and we're still uh, young enough to do it by the time that they allow venues to happen. You know? I talked to my friend from Goaltender and we, we might want to set up an early summer rogue park show there you go and like just that. buy yeah. ourselves a power outlet and go for it until we get told to stop yeah we're gonna play in some parks yeah i think um are we too old for that we can get arrested oh no 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 because we're very very reasonable okay. so, yeah. a, you know it's i have a lot of returning friends <laughs> Uh, we're gonna, like, I think our plan is kind of uh, write the fuck out of a shitload of music. Yeah, just keep writing music it. and record it and let it out as soon as it happens. You know? And you know what? If we die tomorrow, that that record is like the last thing that I will have given the world creatively. Wait, what about your baby? Yeah, you've had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a baby after the record came out. <laughs> no, before the record came out, uh, after we recorded it. And someday <laughs> that, that baby will tell the world about our music. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to go out there and spread the gospel candy line. We'll give people below the age of 24 then, you know, but uh, yeah. It'll be classic rock by then. Yeah. I think like... <laughs> Like, with uh, recording being more accessible these days, you know, like the people and stuff, and then even releasing music more accessible, like that's, like, you know, we, we really want to just uh, keep the momentum going with recording and just release shit, you know, as quickly as we can, I think. So that's the plan is that uh, as new songs come up, record them and, and figure out what we want to do with them, you know. Send them to Jamie. Send them to Jamie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Make a video and then take over the world. The world is ours, man. Or it's probably not, you know. But like, yeah. Take over a slice of the world that we wish to take over that's a reasonable goal to attain. Yeah. 
what uh what's everyone drinking tonight? I could wait for this question. You want to go first? I know, first. Right. We'll let Michelle go. Michelle, get on camera. Uh, I guess I'll <laughs> tell you, it's a Daisy Glade from Heavy Rift. It's okay. an IPA local brewery in my neighborhood. They're like music scenes, a little guitar. You probably can't see that. But... I can kind of make it out a little bit. But yeah, that's that's dope. Good. Good stuff. Shout out from Heavy Rift. It's a super cool place. Like, uh, yeah, it's your usual... Uh, like microbrew, but like they always have the coolest music playing, like yeah, and shit like that. Uh, yeah, good. And all of their uh, their beers are named after like cool songs and shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to figure out eighty grade is named after, but I'm sure it's something. You can't ask because they will make fun of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Think about it. Uh, I'm drinking uh, some Brick River. Uh, it's actually a cider. Um, and it's also made here in St. Louis at a uh, cidery, I guess you call it, um, downtown. That's the best word they have for it. <laughs> I don't know. I made that up. I don't know what that's what The a place that makes cider. It's one of those. They go ahead. Cider house. Like, remember that? House? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that was tragic. Um, Province, blackberry, uh, and chamomile. <laughs> um it is a highly fancy beer that I'm told is world famous. <laughs> so it's fitting because our band, you know, being as fancy as we are, that I should be drinking. <laughs> He's not just go wrap around the block. That, yeah. It's a side project, side project brewery. It's also a St. Louis brew. And they have been uh, really, I guess, conquering the world of craft breweries. And this is one of theirs. They gave it to me and, uh, as a gift. It was lovely. Awesome. What are you drinking, man? Uh, uh, same old, same old, uh, good old past PBR. Get the- PBR. Uh, a very good friend of mine uh, leads their marketing shit, like, he did stag first. No, PBR owns uh, stag. Like he started with stag, and then uh, now he does the, the whole PBR line. Uh, so tell him why, what he did to stag. So he changed the logo to stag, and uh, it was quite the the world is up to get. Yeah, it was a thing, but I think people are coming around to it. They did a really good job with it. <laughs> you know, but, oh man, old old drunks, man. They don't want you fucking with their yeah. shit. You know. Right. Yeah. He felt some feedback, you know. So, that's yeah. such an interesting, like, what? That's the hill you're going to die on. Yeah. Like, the fucking thought of the stack. <laughs> <laughs> this offends my liberty. Yeah. There's, there's actually a dude in St. Louis, an older guy, who, uh, it's called the Stag House, and he painted his uh, garage door, like, you know, to be like a stag, uh, you know, label. And, and now, uh, um, now it's out of date, but stag, like my, <laughs> yeah, but my buddy, like they, uh, and this dude's like, like has this crazy insane large, uh, collection of stag memorabilia. So they filmed a bunch of videos there and gave him some shit and he's happy now. Yeah. It worked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's odd how, uh, tight end people get the stuff, you know, but yeah. <laughs> are you into anything like that? Do you do you like have a hill you're gonna die on about some some really inane 
element of one of your favorite um i mean not that i can think of at least not off the top of my head i bet like if someone were to bring something up one day like that like i would realize like i'd be like oh this is the hill i'm gonna die on but like <laughs> off the top of my head like i can't think of anything most people like shit on pbr all the time and i'm just like yeah it's whatever but like yeah there's nothing i guess that right now that i would die on a hill for that i can think of it'll come your turn man (laughs) (laughs) i think that what is obscene is the the size of sprinkles that some people put on top of cakes (laughs) it's like a fucking piece of candy on those, icing. Those are two. Nate, you have a drug problem. I can't do that. <laughs> no, I don't do pills. <laughs> Sorry, man. We're, we're going out of tangent. No, you're good. <laughs> I would write an angry email about the size of some sprinkles, though, for real. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like we're at the point in uh in these episodes where i usually ask do you guys have any good uh i mean i, I guess you guys haven't done too many shows as uh candy line so far but in general in your whole careers as musicians do you guys have any good uh show stories tour stories that can be amazing wonderful the shittiest time ever the worst time ever or just the whole the whole retrospect. Um, yeah, I mean, this isn't crazy exciting or anything, but uh, Michelle and I used to be in a band called The City of Takers, and uh, we um, were, were kind of like the go-to band in Taylor's for a while for opening for people, you know, and, and we played with uh, Frank Black uh, from the Pixies, you know? And uh, so anyway, like, it, it was a solo show for him, and, uh, like, those kind of shows, you know how long, like you can't take your shit down until the main band's done. Sometimes so they just want to get going, right? So right. we didn't. Then uh, I go up afterwards to uh, to get my stuff, you know, and it's just this like most down to earth conversation, like I'm talking to my dad or something, you know, and like he like puts his arm on my shoulder and he goes, uh, he goes, you know, buddy. He's like, you and me, we're never going to play jazz. We weren't born to play jazz. It's just like going on about it. And it's like, what? Like, and I said nothing about jazz. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it was just super odd. But that was, Michelle, we played with like. Death Priest, he does the good one. Yeah. I'm saying that, right? Death of, uh, Death of Pitos. Bright Eyes, the other band. Connor Oberst from Bright Eyes, his band. Like, we got a call at like four o'clock the day of to see if we could play it. We hadn't even been in a together in probably two or three months. And we're like, nothing can go wrong here. You know, we were a four-piece. We played it as a three-piece. It went really well. Uh, but then, like, you know, we're, like, like, like uh, lifelong fans of uh, Connor over and, and Bright Eyes. So, like, there in his set, he, he like, went on about uh, this city of Takers. Uh, and I have it on video. It's, like, one of my most, like, cherished, like, memories, you know, and, Cotter over it's like acknowledging our existence. (laughs) (laughs) He was drinking Budweiser that night, which being from St. Louis is kind of weird because, like, you see Cotter uh, and Brian being like very hipster esque, and in St. Louis, like, Budweiser is like water, you know, like you can get it literally anywhere, right? Yeah, it comes out of our chest. Yeah, exactly. 
And to see him, like, you know, this hipster dude, like, drink a tall boy of uh, Budweiser is very strange. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Nate? What do you got? Any wild stories? Well, I once, I once uh, took my then girlfriend as I was courting my now wife to a Connor Over show ah, at a big venue here in St. Louis called The Pageant, where it's, it's a big room. And when you're doing an acoustic guitar set, it's important that people give a shit that that's what's occurring. <laughs> and there was this one fucking dude the entire time who just was like in between every song, yeah! Yeah! I mean, just like that, like insane, shrill, shrieking as a joke. And he was heckling him. And he took it like a pro. He just didn't even like acknowledge it really. Everybody else was like, shut the fuck up, man. His friends were like, dude. <laughs> and he, the entire, so their lifelong band was Connor Oberst. I'm just now coming to learn this. And I'm going to chew on that until our next band practice. But like, I'm not. I, I like him and everything. And definitely, I mean, gosh, you know, he's a poet. But uh, but I'm not a big fan of the, the sound of his voice. And it was hilarious to me. So that's one of my most memorable concert experiences or show experience. I wasn't playing, but I was, I was trying to make someone fall in love with me. And <laughs> a hilarious thing occurred. Good job, Brad. <laughs> was that Brad? No, was it like uh, it was his? It wasn't either. It was he had like another band that he was playing with, and then after it was like a 30, 40 minute set of that, and then he did a closing mm -hmm. set of solo. And I mean, it was you know it was like fucking intimate, except for that one <laughs> douche ass motherfucker. I was so embarrassed. For There's always that one guy. There's always going to be one guy that's going to just screw it up. Uh, that's, yeah, that's like uh, the pageant's like a uh, 2,400 capacity. So when you get 2,400 in a room, there's going to be one douchebag. You, know, you just can't help it. <laughs> he was from St. Charles, I'm sure. Nice. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. That's a St. Louis joke, I'm sorry. <laughs> are you, are you in, you're in Minneapolis, right? Yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. Have you been, have you toured uh, Prince's house yet since they've opened that up? <laughs> no, I haven't even thought about that. Uh, on, you should, on, man. I, okay, That's so, all we think about. <laughs> I'm not originally from Minneapolis, so like it's not ever in the back of my mind. But uh, like, my friends that are more from here think about it a little bit more than I do. But like I'm, I, I think that hits maybe like year three that you're just like, oh yeah, Prince. Is like from here, like, <laughs> but it just hasn't clicked yet. My wife and I uh, have talked a lot about it. like it's, it's always on our like road trip list to go up there and, and do uh, what's that? Uh, uh, Paisley Palace, right? Like the tour, yeah. you know. Uh, you gotta do Paisley Pilgrimage. The Paisley Pilgrimage, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you guys got like the replacements came out of there, Soul Asylum, like you know, Minneapolis is history, but yeah. it'd be really cool, like. Especially like they just started doing tours within the last couple of years, so you get there in the early days and you can still it's still like he's 
there, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, it, I'm, I wonder if, I mean, I'm sure they shut that stuff down with COVID. I don't know if they've opened it back up. But, yeah. Like, but yeah, definitely going, like, when they first started doing it would have been, like, the prime time to go. Mm-hmm. You believe in ghosts? Uh, I don't know. It depends on the situation. Like, don't leave Brandon me in a, don't <laughs> don't leave me in like a creepy basement in the dark. Like that's fucking freaky. But like, yeah. supposedly there's a ghost in our house, but uh, he hasn't made oh, himself no. known yet. I don't. I don't really believe in ghosts. Uh, I may have just been uh, like I told him a ghost story from when I was like uh, probably like nineteen, twenty years old. But I did tell you first that I was on a lot of drugs and alcohol uh, <laughs> and all the time around it. Yeah, man. So I don't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. I the truth truly a truth seeker. I'm a truth <laughs> seeker, apparently. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, if Dandelion could play with anybody, like, let's say... First show back, you guys get to pick your entire lineup, uh, living or dead. Who would you want on? Uh, you get th- like three picks, like it's a four band bill. Pick all dead people. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. Um, the Impossibles when they put out that album. The Impossible. Are you familiar with The Impossibles at all? They're from Austin, Texas. I am not. Uh, you should check them out. They're, uh, they would just sue us probably for stealing their material. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we sound a lot like those guys. Um, man, it's so, an interpretation show. Yeah, interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> tribute, tribute. Uh, like Pinkerton era Weezer, but not like current Weezer. I mean, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I would still play with Weezer. Uh, yeah. No, would be like you probably get a lot of people in Japan as well. But uh, sure. But I would ask them to play a lot of Pinkerton stuff at that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that they let that occur. Uh, you know, whatever. Really hey, guys, opening for them that night. Candy Lion is only going to do this if you lean heavy on the Pinkerton era. <laughs> Talk about our writers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what about you guys? I don't want to take it off. I don't know. I feel like we played a lot of bands already. And <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Michelle and I feel greedy. I know. 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 I like one of the, la- the later shows we did was the Get Up Kids, uh, and uh, that was like when we very first got together. Like before we even really started playing, it was like, wouldn't it be so cool if someday we open for the Get Up Kids? You know, and to like book it with that was fucking amazing. You know, and it, that was a sold out show, like a, a medium room, so like three fifty probably. You know, something like that, and. Uh, yeah, that was just, and I wish that we would have like we played a few shows after that, and I regret not just saying this is it, goddamn it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're never gonna be like this was the goal when we started, like fucking kill it now. I have no idea what their shows were though. I don't know, they were shitty. They probably weren't even good, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah. uh, no, yeah, we got we we uh, and I imagine Candyland did the same thing, like. Uh, I've, I've, there's a few promoters in the city that like I've known my whole life, you know. Uh, so we get we've gotten lucky with that. So far, we uh, 
Candy Lion, for some reason, seems that we play with bigger ska bands. I don't know what that's about, really. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So far, ska. Yeah, so far, ska. So, yeah. Maybe no doubt someday. There you go. That's yeah, awesome. on their reunion show, right? But they had to play only stuff like any seven. Yeah. 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 Either, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would like to play with, like, uh, Rings of Saturn. The, no, I don't know, technical depth metal bands, they are inhumanly fast and precise. And to be able to watch that with my own eyes, I think would really be a treat. And then they could watch me go real slow. They're just going to laugh at you. <laughs> You're probably better off. I take it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> they might be like, hey, that's the right beat for the, for the song. They chose a good beat for that one. <laughs> Low beats can be cool too. <laughs> uh, definitely some solid choices. Uh, now, I mean, like you two saying how you kind of got spoiled playing with all these like amazing bands. Like, who are some of the top ones that you guys have played with, in your opinions? Um, that's a good question, you know, because uh, Tim Casher is pretty good. Tim Casher from Cursive, we got to play with him. That was super early did you, on. Did you stop him? Yeah, that's the, I'll that's tell you about the story. We could fill some time with that. So, uh, <laughs> I heard from NPR about buying uh, people's names in Google Ads, you know, and uh, and sending them messages that way. So when they go to Google, they see like, you know, hey Michael, this is Candyline with. So. <laughs> Uh, our band was really influenced by Tim Casher and Cursive and his other projects, you know. And so I bought his name on Google Ads, and it was like, hey, Tim Casher, uh, stop Googling yourself and listen to Candy Life. So I forgot about this, and then we play with him. And he like, we're doing sound check, and he's just oddly standing in front of the stage. Nobody else is there, you know. And so we're walking down, and he comes up and is like, hey, I've heard of you guys before this. And I was like, what? That's fucking wild, you know? How'd that, like, how'd you hear about it? He's like, you guys, like, hacked into my computer or something. <laughs> like, it says, like, it kept saying, hey, uh, Tim, stop Googling yourself and listen, to, you know, listen to this video of Takers. And then, like, at that moment, it hit me how fucking creepy that was. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, I had a lot of regret. But, you know. I think that's inspired. Yeah, dude. We're not creepy. That was our first bigger opening show, too, but... Uh, would it only come up when he indeed was Googling himself? Well, I, and, and he was off of your history, too. So, well, he had a record coming out, so we knew he would be looking for himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was his first football record. Oh, you know? okay. But then, like, if you do it once, like, you know, like, if you go, like, look at a pair of shoes and all your ads were about those shoes from that point on? Yeah, so it was like that thing, too, but... Uh, <laughs> Sabadoo um, yeah. was cool. Uh, shit, I, 
That yeah. one's got to open for L10-11. Ah, there you go. That was in a previous band where it was kind of like jazz. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so funny that you said that earlier. <laughs> oh, not made to play jazz. I felt like a lot of my life before this band doing that. I, I still think about that. What did he mean by that? Like, was I really, like, you know, in, the, in that band, I didn't even play bar chords, so it was like, what? <laughs> Maybe I should have been playing bar chords. Maybe that's what he was saying. I don't know. It was strange. <laughs> his, um, like, side man, I guess you call it, like his other musician that night. He had played on a bunch of like Captain Beatheart, uh, Beatheart uh, records and shit too. So like just hearing him casually talk about that was was mind-blowing. Yeah, that's the weirdest thing there. Oh, that's long. yeah, it's not for me, but I, I know it's significant. You know, Brass and Bolden. I think that was him. Almost Frank Zappa. That's what it is. Oh, that was Frank Zappa. <laughs> no, no, no. Like like he was in Frank Zappa's band. But then he was too weird for that. Yeah, he was too weird for fucking Frank Zappa. That's some shit. <laughs> yeah. Beef heart. Beef heart. No. <laughs> oh, that, that's that's fucking tight. Those are like some good people that I would like love to see in person in general, but to be able to like yeah. share the stage is sick. So. Yeah. It's always cool opening for bands you really like because you don't have to pay to see them. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. They pay you even, you know, <laughs> minimally, but right? Like, yeah. yeah. Or like in my case, like I never played anything, but I was always like the, the merch guy for my friend's band, so I would automatically get in, and then sometimes yeah. I would get roped in on drink deals, so like that plus seeing the band, I was like golden. Yeah. You get a nice seat, you know. You get you, you got a place where not you're not crazy surrounded by people. Yeah. You know, as the merch dude, like yeah, I've done that for friends before. You know, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it was great. Like, uh, we came back from like a, a one run that we did, and like we're home for a week, and then went and like opened for Silverstein in like Des Moines, and it was like, yeah. I'll never get to fucking do this again. So like, fuck yeah. 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 That's something. Uh, yeah, I, I always try to be cautious of that. Of like, you know, don't try to be like stuck up about this. Just like, be really aware of how awesome this experience is, and like yeah. let it sink in. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and you know, when you listen to kind of more underground music, like you're, it, it's a little easier to meet your idols and shit, right? But like, nonetheless, it might as well be Led Zeppelin to you, you know? And to yeah. get to like, you know, have a small conversation with them is mind blowing, right? Like, yeah. So that's something I've always tried to be aware of, of the, the coolness of it, you know? Right. And it's, now that kids are tell about this shit, and they're like, whatever, Dad. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't realize how cool that is. Did you play with Billy Eilish? No, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Are you <laughs> she couldn't even get out the door yet. <laughs> you know? Stupid kid. <laughs> my kids actually really like our music and they sort of idolize me in there you a weird way I'm like how'd you pull that off? Like, <laughs> don't put me on a so high that, you fall. that I can't climb back down at some point I remember your kids falling asleep during our band practice are you sure? 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just because you're checked out. Well, that's just because they're, they're busy, you know, so they uh, get yeah. tired. They mm-hmm. take their opportunities to nap where they come. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'm going to look up to you right there. Dude. I wish I could be that way. Yeah, <laughs> man, wife, dude, she can fucking fall asleep anywhere. It's, ah, and me, no, nowhere. I never sleep. I'm tired all the time until it's time to go to sleep, and then I'm not. <laughs> you know? yeah, same. Shit, that's your. That's gotta be our next. Song. That's the next. Uh, that's the next getting old, like uh, yeah. chorus. Dude, I, so like, I was doing paperwork today at work, and I was doing this one monotonous task just repeatedly for like an hour, and just by the last one, I could literally feel my head just slipping. And I, like, I, if I wouldn't have like realized that like I was falling asleep, my like I would have just spent like smoked the keyboard easily. Oh man! Yeah, hey, I totally fall before shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like whatever. I'll still figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I keep telling my boss I'm just gonna crawl underneath my desk and just take a nap. And, like my desk is go. literally in the lobby of our branch because I work at a bank. So like. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably can't fall asleep with my head on my keyboard, so if I just like tuck underneath, no one will know, right? <laughs> I uh, I work in uh, financial services as well. I'm, I'm a compliance officer at a brokerage firm, uh, so I always enjoy when I hear other people that like like cool music. Oh, but... I see what you say. <laughs> <laughs> when I meet other people that like cool music and also like have you know very corporate jobs, I feel better about it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. You shouldn't yeah. feel embarrassed about your job. I think it's cool. I think you're like, you, you represent us there. Like like, yeah. in the, I, I don't talk about us. In the man's world. <laughs> you're there. The uh, man Michelle are there, too. That's true. Uh, pre-pandemic, I, I wear, you know, like I wear suit to work every day, you know, and, yeah. and uh, like I have a bunch of tattoos, so every once in a while, like a little one would poke out, and someone would be like, oh, I didn't know you have tats, and it would just be like, God, you call the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, man. I don't. I don't have tats. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. And we're not going to talk about them because we're not friends. <laughs> you yeah. bro. You want to talk about your tats? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> just, just wait for the one guy to be like, oh, you got the tribal tattoo also from the 90s? No? Yeah. yeah. Travel tattoos are fair to call cats. I think. I think you can't yeah, call them. Yeah, cats. those ones. Those ones are fine. Uh, yeah. Unless you're in the tribe, and yeah, in which case, and that is your tribe. Like, it's like a you know, cultural expression. <laughs> but that's nobody. That's like less than zero 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 one percent of people with tribal tattoos. They all just got them <laughs> in the late nineties. <laughs> you know, it's a really good point. <laughs> When I was in high school, there was a kid who like bought a tattoo gun and gave everybody tattoos, and uh, and I was smart enough to not fucking do it, right? Like, <laughs> you know, and uh, nautical stars were a big deal at the time, which is one of the harder things to tattoo. So all of my friends from school now have like really fucked up nautical stars, <laughs> you know, that like one one end is like one or two inches longer than the rest of them and shit, you know, and uh, they're all thin one. You know? <laughs> Luckily. I knew better even at a young age. <laughs> you, <know? laughs> you want professionals involved in that, you know? So. Right. 
how'd you hear about us, man? Uh, so I heard about you guys from the Pop Punk Promotions Facebook page. Oh, cool! Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I was, cool. I was at like a, I was looking for like new bands to add on, and I just kind of was scrolling through there, and then they had posted the Bored to Death music video, and I was like, okay, this is fucking sick. So hell yeah. Yeah, I love what that guy does. You know, like he just fucking shares stuff. You know, like pumps yeah. up and up. Uh, I think um, I want to say next week. Uh, it's not like a podcast or anything, but I'm talking to that dude. Uh, yeah, so that that should be cool. But yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I was like, uh, when I heard from you, like that's sweet. And then it was like, how did this guy hear of us? You know, <laughs> because I mean, we, you know, we we started. Uh, we've been doing it for a minute, but like we really got ready for shows and stuff. And then the pandemic hit, you know, like, yeah. like three or four shows then. So, you know, then we did the record and it was like, well, we didn't have, uh, we didn't play a lot of shows, so we didn't have a lot of audience. Right. You know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but no, it's always cool when, uh, people just like organically find us. That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Badass. Uh, major props to, to, I think his name's Dave. Uh, yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah, he, that dude's been doing it for so long. Because I remember back oh, really? when, like, my buddies were in bands and, like, trying to promote, like, they would be pushed on there. And, like, that dude's been doing it for a solid minute. And he, mad yeah. props to that guy. Yeah, you know, uh, I, um, we put the record out and there was just, like, nothing to do, right? So, like, I somehow stumbled onto the world of, like, pop punk, um, like, Facebook groups and like networking groups and shit. And yeah. dude, like that's been a thing for me the last six months. It's been a lot of fun, you know? And like we got on a shit ton of playlists and um, yeah, like that's even where most of our, uh, you know, um, streams, I guess you would say, are coming from are those pop bunkers. Like it's really cool. It's cool that uh, it's cool. Like, you know, cause pop punk can mean so many different things depending on like your era, right? right. You know? And so, you know, for us, it's like you get a lot of the swoopy uh, hair, like bang bands on there. You know, and they seem to still like us, which is like fucking a man. That's awesome. The swoopy hair, you know, bang. Who knew that pop punk and hip hop had combined? Hip hop is gonna save pop punk, is what hip hop's gonna do, man. Yeah, I had no idea. It's weird. Yeah, Machine Gun Kelly, like, uh, and then there's a few others now that went down that path. It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah, they're bringing the guitar back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dig it. So as we wind down here uh, on this episode of Beers with Bands, I just want to thank Candy Lion one more time for uh, gracing our airways and being a part of this. Uh, it was a good time, and I, I'm. Really hope the shows come back because, like, I'd love to see you guys make your way up here and just catch a glimpse of uh, this whole album live because I'm, I'm I'm so pumped for it already. Like, it's it's gonna be sick. So yeah, dude. you're not that far, man. You can come up there. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we take off, do you guys have any last words? Oh, last words. Last words. Goddamn. Uh, I might die on the way home. <laughs> That's uh, my last word. Dude, thanks a ton, man, for having us. Uh, you know, uh, we super appreciate people like you that, that give a shit and, uh, you know, and, and do your thing to help promote it. Um, yeah, super love, man. It's it really good talking to you. Uh, interesting. And, uh, yeah, uh, keep an eye on our uh, social medias and shit. And, 
there will be more music um, sooner than later, probably. And uh, yeah, you know, check out Bored to Death, I guess. And anyone else? No, thank you. Check out the album again for you, but for other people. Uh, yeah and definitely can't stress it enough go check out bored to death it's super good super well done definitely check out the music video because i mean it's great they got a st louis uh hero legend in there so i might as well check it out um uh, i hope he doesn't hear this man he, he, he's a uh, cocky as fuck dude we can't have him hearing that shit <laughs> the, price is, the price is gonna double for the next one isn't it <laughs> uh if you or anyone you know should be on an episode, feel free to reach out. Uh, links are on Facebook to shoot emails, or maybe I'll find them through Facebook. Who knows? Like I did with these guys. Uh, thank you again so much to everyone in Candyline for stopping by. Um, I will catch everyone on the next episode. Alright, see ya. Bye.
Dying for the death, yeah, I'm really for 